Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Laurie Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. Oh, wow. Today's episode is going to be epic. I'm so excited. We have two people on the show today. We have Sarah Catherine Walmsley and we have Jennifer Miyaki. Am I saying your name right, Miyaki? Yeah, it's like Mayaki. Mayaki. Okay, good. Barnes was her maiden name. So like I've known I've known y'all forever. Forever. It's been like 15 years. They run uh so Sarah Catherine is the original, is the owner of one-on-one and matchmaking and eight at eight matchmaking. And Jennifer is the president and matchmaker. Um, and I think, I feel like, so Sarah Catherine's been in the industry for 20 years. And so when I first met Sarah Catherine in New York, remember at the matchmaking Institute conference, it's been like 15 years, probably like early, early days. The OGs of matchmaking. Yeah. She, I mean, she was like on Oprah, the Oprah show, which I was like, you were like a, a, yeah, like a, a star already in my eyes. Because you had bought, well, why don't you, okay. And then hold on, before we get into all that, there's so much I want to talk about. And then Jennifer has been in the industry for more than 15 years and you guys work like hand in hand and you're both, you're working out of Atlanta. I know you work with people in other areas as well, but that's your primary market. Mm -hmm. And I used to be back and forth to Atlanta. We would meet up, we've made matches back and forth. So we're going to talk all things matchmaking and lots, lots of good stuff. Yay. So excited. Welcome. Yeah. And you did matchmaking <laughs> in Atlanta too. Yeah. Well, I did. I was doing matchmaking in Atlanta. And then I was like, why am I working outside of my market? Let's let the Atlanta matchmakers do their job and they can refer people from the Carolinas to me and vice versa. And we're done. Yeah. So it's just so much easier this way. But listen, the Carolinas and you know Georgia are very close. And so we're constantly, we just made a match. Yeah. Um, and we're, we, we're always collaborating. So that's what I love yeah. about you guys. It's so cool. All right. So Sarah Catherine, tell us how you got onto the Oprah show. Tell us about your first, your like original business. <laughs> Let's call it. Uh, so I had, my original company was called eight at eight dinner club. Yep. And we, it's very unique. It's only in Atlanta. I've barely seen any throughout the U S any longer. It's a dinner club concept Four men, four women go to dinner at eight o'clock. It's less pressure than a blind date. And it's great for people that are new to town. And when I lived in Chicago to take the concept to Chicago, um, I went on a blind date and this guy said, well, what can I do to help you? And I said, well, I've, my goal is to be on the wall in the wall street journal and on the Oprah show. And he said, well, I have a friend who's a cousin that works there. Let me introduce you. And less than a week later, I was sitting on the front row and a lucky single girl had tried our concept and she loved it. Okay. That's awesome. And, um, tell us more about these dinner parties. And what I really want to know is how are people different? How do they show up differently when they're at a dinner party for eight or more, obviously, because I know you fill up restaurants versus like a one-on-one date. So the eight and eight concept, people often, especially the men think it's going to be competitive, Mm. but it's truly women and the women too, but it's not competitive. It ends up feeling more like a business meeting 
where you might have the hots for somebody across the table. It's not um, a comp competitive environment. If anything, you're judged if you're not being kind to the other people. Yeah. And in general, the people who have the best personalities win. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes the, the guy that shows in up life. that looks like a nerd, uh, once they listen to how funny he is at the meal, they walk away wanting his number and, and we help them connect out outside of the dinner parties. Yeah. So they all come back to you and say, I want to meet that guy or I want to meet her yes. kind of thing. And then what if it's not a match? Do you, do you still give everybody's phone numbers out and they, they try no, for it God or do you things. only get permission? You have to get permission from both yeah, parties. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And wait, let me say this. Sarah Catherine Hayes yeah. is, I love eight at eight, but it, I love eight at eight, but it's a, basically our nonprofit because everybody comes from one It's a nonprofit. But <laughs> what I like about eight at eight is that like, you know, when you do matchmaking, how yeah. these people are so successful and so smart and they sleuth them out and they find out everything about them on social media, you know? Yes. Oh yeah. They can't, they can't do that in eight at eight. They only know their first name. So mm. they, it's like even online dating, you can know enough about them to know how to impress them. They mm -hmm. have no idea. You know oh. what I'm saying? So yeah. they, they have no choice but to show up and sort of be themselves because they don't yeah. know what people like and they don't like. So yeah, you can really tell us somebody's an asshole. We're really nice. <laughs> you well, Especially in it. a group, in the group app. There's so yeah. much that I mean, you can tell. They don't know right? you. They have no idea what would impress you. It's yeah, amazing. yeah. I, I think that's great. Right. Like the kind of like the guy who's like showing off about his assets. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the woman you and that's I both know that gregarious. Seventy percent of our clients stalk each other and like right. Oh, you know, way down into the feed to you, figure out how to impress the day. Do you know what I have done to prevent that from happening? And I, and social of, media? I give out a first initial now. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. I don't, I know, we I don't tell them where the they clients, went to school. Say this, but are the clients are like rich and controlling. How are they going to agree to go on a date with X? I don't understand how you get them to do this. Well, you know, I mean, we're persuasive in our fields. We know what we're doing, right? <laughs> I'm going to call you later. I don't know if I can do it. Okay. But I say to them, I don't want you looking each other up. That's so, but I'm telling you, we've, we've made the mistake of saying, you're going to be meeting why she went to the university of Virginia. So are they like, are you it out. Why? <laughs> but are you saying, hi, are you, why I'm X? Right. I got a, I got a, this is funny. I got a text message last week from a client. He's like, oh my God, I'm having the best time on my date, but I can't remember what her name was. I know it started like, a X. she just went to the bathroom. What's her name? And I'm like, oh my God, her name is whatever. I was just laughing so hard. Yeah. Yeah. He was like blown away by her beauty when she walked in and he, her name like went right over his head. So it does happen. Oh, but wait, I, do you tell them the name the first day of the date, the actual name? No, I don't want them looking each other up. I hate that more than anything. Well, how do they inter meet each other? Oh, so our date concierge, um, Joanna Lee, she sets up the entire date and they just meet at the table. But like, so they ask for Joanna Lee's name at the hostess stand and they have dinner. Okay. So they go to the table once in a blue moon, there's an issue, but Joanna's always on call. Cool. And if they're meeting at like a brewery or something, we tell each other like what they're wearing. I know. I know it's fun. Okay. So, so you do the eight at eight and then you launch one-on-one -on -one matchmaking and that's more traditional matchmaking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jennifer yeah. has a background with having worked at it's just lunch. Mm -hmm. And she said, there are white collar professionals in Atlanta that need help with a regular dating service. So we do a little bit of matchmaking, a lot of dating service, because I consider dating service to only be meeting people within the pool and okay. we pull from eight to eight, we pull from previous members, mm -hmm. but the matchmaking is when we actually go out and recruit on their behalf. So we do a little okay. bit of, yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Would you say that you have more success stories from the eight to eight or the one-on-one? 
You have as many. Yeah. But it's really about equal. Many. The problem is with matchmaking. And as you know, they really try to control it. They're like, no, I only date five foot two to five foot six and petite brunettes. And you're like, got it. They're just the only kind of people that could ever work for you. Right. I mean, right? Exactly. You're just little controlling. Yeah, right. completely. Yeah. So who's sort of your average like clientele that hires you in the Atlanta market? For which business? I would say one-on-one. I mean, people that make over 150 white collar, mm-hmm. um, we have them as, we have clients as young as their late twenties up until seventies. Yeah. Uh, we have almost between two and 300 active clients with one-on-one. We have almost wow. 200 active clients with eight at eight. Okay. We're setting over 150 blind dates a month from this office. Yep. We host one enormous happy hour every single month. We do pickleball. Mm-hmm. We do tennis. We do uh, fun runs, dog parks, but we're just doing a lot of different things. Cause we have the group events, mm-hmm. the dinner parties, and then the one-on-one matchmaking. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, all right, Jen, I'm going to ask you this. Cause I know you do a ton of the matchmaking. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite thing about matchmaking? What like really kind of gets you inspired? Well, I mean, it's, it's really hearing about the success stories, but if I'm honest, it's like, I knew I had it right. like we literally you know we sit down and we do the matching together and i'm Uh I'm like this week we had a guy who literally paid fifteen thousand dollars and i was like yes i did the matching and i was like actually i did the match and i was like i lose (laughs) i don't know sort of the the ego of like you know feeling like you you just sort of know but yeah i mean it's also yeah i mean literally we have clients that will text me pictures of them and their kids and i'm like how do you still find your kids so cute okay um but (laughs) yeah i mean it's hearing about the success stories and now i've been doing it long enough and so have you where people like i would say 35 percent of my business conservatively is referred you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so it'll be like this person was referred by um this person who then found a really it's like two people got into relationships in the third do you see what i'm saying it's like a yeah. three level deep referral and that yeah. is the coolest i love and referrals my Once, dream would be to yeah. be a matchmaker and only take referrals but i don't know if i'll ever be that cool <laughs> well yeah. um and sarah Catherine, what i know that you're you oversee everything is there anything that if you could choose like one aspect of everything that you oversee that you could really focus on, what would it be? Oh, I would, I, oh can I get it right? It's marketing. It's marketing. Oh, I do enjoy the marketing the most. I got I, that right. I live <laughs> for the marketing, but I actually feel like my most important obligation is to the employees and to the team, mm-hmm. because if they're not working well together or, or when they do work well together is when it makes my heart sing. Because yes. they are the ones that do all of the work. I do. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's my job to keep the infrastructure working, the marketing, mm-hmm. make the phones ring, make the office work. Mm-hmm. But they get to be matchmakers, and I need yeah. them to be matchmakers. I need them yeah. to get along. Yes, yeah. I love so, it. I, as yeah, how many staffers do you have at this point? Four full time and two part time. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot to manage. It's a fun, fun job. It's yeah. just that. Um, when they pull me in on the client issues, I, I like that. She hates the clients. I don't have enough. I don't always have enough bandwidth to do both. It's hard. It's like you're getting pinged all day long. Otherwise yeah. you need to set your boundaries and everything as a, as a manager. I'm, I'm, I'm learning that, that myself. Like you giving yep. to us. Understand. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Totally. So, all right. What advice 
would you give single people in general, whether they're thinking about a matchmaker or not, that would kind of help them in their love journey? Um, I would just say, say yes to everything. You know what mm. I mean? Like um, you read Have Him at Hello by Rachel Greenwald, mm-hmm. you know, and I stole this from her. Sorry, Rachel. Um, you know, it's like um, she would just tell her friends to set her up with somebody wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the people that decline matches, mm-hmm. they never find it. The people that find mm-hmm. it, they say yes to every match. It's really mm-hmm. that's like, mm-hmm. don't come to a consultant or a stylist and say, I won't wear that. I won't wear that. Like, why'd you hurt right. us? Don't go to a trainer and say, I don't do burpees. I don't do this. Don't come to a matchmaker and you've not had, you know, you want help and then not take the help. I tell you, cause like, yeah. if you knew all the right rules, if you want me to be your order taker, like a waitress and give you what you're looking for, I mm-hmm. bet that's what you've been doing online. Mm-hmm. What you really need me to do is turn on my brain with my 20 years of experience and get you mm-hmm. out of your box. Because your own little yeah. box is what's keeping you single. Yep. And or- and I would say Jennifer helped me get yes, out did. of my own way and finally found my husband yeah. by opening up my parameters. I wasn't looking broadly enough in terms of location, in terms of previous marriages. And finally, I found the right one when I opened up my own, when I actually took my own advice, which is right. open up and be open. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've watched both of you get married. Moment. Yeah. I've watched yeah. both of you get married and have babies since I've known you. Yes. Oh, I know. It's right. Crazy. I you know. Watch it's us grow up, Lori. I have. They I, watched... us. <laughs> I feel like we're the same age, but I don't think we really are. <laughs> Mentally <laughs> no, no. we are. We're very, not... we're way more immature than you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I think that that is great advice. So Sarah, Catherine, you would it, did you get on, you found somebody online, right? Isn't that how you yes. met your husband? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, even though I meet single people all the time, very rarely did they ask me out. I tried to keep a professional boundary as well. Yeah. So I wasn't looking at them as even potential dates. Mm-hmm. I had to go on match.com. Nobody ever sets up a matchmaker, not to mention just mm-hmm. the entire role of what we do is very independent. It's being an entrepreneur all by yourself. I didn't yep. have coworkers. I didn't have people to go have drinks with afterwards. So mm-hmm. the people that come across our desks are the kind of people that you want to meet. And I wish I had done that. I don't know why I didn't. I guess I thought I was too young at the time, which was ridiculous because mm. I was in my mid thirties. Yeah. yeah, you were. And you wanted to have babies. Babies. Well, I didn't admit that, but I did. Yeah. I told her she wanted to have babies. She wasn't sure. She's still mm. not sure. She has a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that age. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, okay. Sarah Catherine, what, how did Jennifer convince you to expand your parameters with your online dating? And what did you expand? Oh my God. This oh, wait, is my favorite story ever. Okay. Let's hear okay. it. Yeah. Wait, tell, tell me like we were, I remember we were sitting in the front room and I said, so what are you looking for? And what did you say? I wanted somebody that lived one mile within my zip code. Within her zip code. Yeah. yeah. Ah, because oh, I thought, there's no way I'd have anything in common with him if he didn't. Yeah. Um, he had to go to the university of Georgia, which is where wow. I went. Right. And he had to be willing to date my 37 year old, a little bit. No, of and shape. he had to be loaded. <laughs> Yeah, loaded, tall, dark, handsome, not all anymore, of it, maybe. all of it, all mm-hmm. of it. And I ended up marrying a wonderful man who's not the tallest person on earth. He okay. went to the University of Florida, which is my wow. Arch, he's my arch enemy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he lived twenty miles away, but now we live in the same zip code. The one oh. I, own. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. 
And also he had children, right? From a previous marriage. He did. He brought two children, which I yeah. never considered how much fun that could be. Yeah. Um, and every That's divorce important. is different. So you have yes. to just say yes and see yes. if maybe it would work. Yeah. 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 But my favorite part of this story is Jennifer and I were 37 years old and we were at my lake house. We were sitting on a boat and her husband is pretty antisocial. And, okay. and before my husband, I had dated, I had dated a man that was also very <laughs> introverted and he never wanted to go have fun. Yeah. And so Jennifer was on the back of the boat and she said, look at face it, Sarah, Catherine, it's going to just be you and me forever. And like, yeah, yeah. And she was like, hell no, I'm getting married. I was <laughs> like, uh-uh, no, I, and that's when I got it into gear. And I was, I was like, having no. a good time. She was, <laughs> I, was like, I don't want to hang out with you this <laughs> <laughs> I just want to only rely on my girlfriends. Right. Exactly. I think that's really like buzzed at sunset being like, I'm having the best time. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh wait, but goodness. I have to tell the story because okay. Okay. yeah, I mean, she wanted it a successful guy that lived in Buckhead. Yeah. You know, and I was like, so, I mean, you, I mean, in all fairness at the time, for sure. I was like, so you're like 38 with an average body and you know, like, what do you think these guys say they're looking for that you want to date? Do you think they're targeting you? Right. <laughs> or do you okay. think they're maybe targeting like a hot 28 year old? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, so just like maybe, you know, I don't know, open it up. I mean, mm-hmm. is it is it like unfeasible <laughs> that somebody in Alpharetta could also like Buckhead or like right. each other? Like, why don't you just yeah. open it up and see what happens? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. By the okay. way, your average cute, you're welcome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Okay, good. And then Jen, um, I know you're working on a book and you, you're like constantly scribbling little notes and you're passing them yeah. along to Sarah Catherine. Um, and one of the things we were talking about before um, we, we hit the record button was people that have waited too long and should have hired us sooner, should have hired you sooner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I talked to women literally almost every day let me know Mm -hmm. if you do too and they're like 40 and Mm -hmm. sometimes they've frozen eggs sometimes they've not and you'll say you want kids and they're like oh yeah and I'm like okay Uh, (laughs) and then and they're like well I mean I would at least adopt and I'm like well how long has it been since you dated somebody you really liked five years Mm -hmm. oh okay you're really not close to the having a baby mark you're Mm -hmm. not even on the train don't you do you see what I'm saying? Like I yeah. think like they put it off and they think they can come to us and like meet somebody in six months they marry that I'm some sort mm-hmm. of like magician. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know that you're that desirable. You've not had a boyfriend in five years. Do you so know what I've you- told you no, you, you, no, I hear what you're saying. You know what I've actually told women to do is go have your baby and then come back to me and then I'll find you a husband. And but I I had one woman back- do that. I had a woman do that. And, and I, did you find I, her husband? Well, she didn't actually hire me, which if you're listening, you know who you are. You need to go ahead and do that at some yeah, point. Yeah, this last business want to do about um, it. Yeah, but you know what? She is living her dream. She wanted a baby. When, Listen, when a woman is in her late 30s and is looking, it's all she's looking for is a, is a baby daddy at that point. It's too much pressure for a woman. Stop it. Have the baby and then find the husband. Yeah. That's my opinion. Um. Okay, well, this is like, you know, a bad theory and I'm probably gonna get some hate mail. Will the hate mail go to you and you not tell me about it? That'll be fine, Possibly, right? Okay. possibly. I mean, listen, I say settle, okay? 50% of marriage is in a divorce mm-hmm. and you don't wanna do this shit by yourself. I have two kids. 
mm-hmm. I mean, you don't settle on an asshole, mm-hmm. but like you settle on a nice guy who treats you well. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the problem. They're holding out. Yeah, for they're perfection. holding out for like the biggest dog. Yeah, and sometimes. And I'm telling you, those women that have babies on their own and they come back and see me, they hire me all the time. They never find it. They like the men. The men mm-hmm. are like. Uh, I don't know that I want to date this one with a three-year-old that she did IVF by herself, that she pays for everything by herself, that raises the kids by themselves. Sounds like she doesn't need a man. Mm. That is, it's subconsciously emasculating for them. Oh. Do they respect her? Yes. But do they feel mm. like wanted and needed? No. Interesting. And I'm just saying that men are, I mean, this is terrible. Hate mail is going to get to you, right? They're yeah. selfish. Like they they don't want they're they're not gonna take on projects. They're just not. As a general rule, most guys, I, I feel like they're more likely to date a woman who was married um and divorced and had kids on her own. And like because they understand that, you know, mm. they've gone through marriage instead of a woman who had kids by herself. They don't understand that. That's not a traditional woman to them. She's mm. not going to be in their brain warm and feminine. She's going to be a badass bitch who can take care of herself. And she is. Well, plus but, when you have a three-year-old, you don't have any energy to date. But my point is when you go have a baby True. by yourself and you come back later, it doesn't make it easier to find a man. Nope. You've gotten older. But less pressure. But less, less pressure. pressure. That's what Lori's saying. Less, less pressure. pressure but- and also it's never easy, no matter what. But exactly. no. And, and I would just challenge you a little bit and just say that I do believe that there are men out there that will not feel emasculated. They need to be very secure, but they may not be exactly what the woman is looking for. And that's when the woman needs to say, okay, here's a guy that's okay with the fact that I've, that I'm an independent woman and that I don't need a man. I want a man. I desire a relationship. I hear you. I think that man is out there. That Mm -hmm. woman who never settled will not Mm -hmm. never settle now that she's got a kid that this baby's got to be good enough for plus her. So it's a mutual never settling. I don't Mm -hmm. see these women find it is what I'm telling you because they're 44 years old, never been married by the time they go to have a baby on their own. A lot of times. And I'm not saying they're not nice people and I don't respect them. I'm just saying when they have a kid, it doesn't get easier. You know, Lori Gottlieb, very popular writer, author. She wrote an entire book about, you know, the case for settling. But what started from this article, because she chose to have a baby by herself. And as she was sitting with other moms that didn't have husbands, she -hmm. looked at the other married couples and thought, you know, it it just, the stakes get even higher when you bring that baby into the situation. And I don't know. She said, it's no cakewalk. Yeah. No cakewalk. But I don't know how we got on this topic. It's interesting. It. I say settle. I mean, even if you think you're going to find your dream guy, he might cheat Mm. on you. Okay. Yeah. So life is hard and marriage takes work and it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think that people are waiting on this like golden halo from God to show that that's their husband. And really, it's just a nice guy that you're kind of attracted to. It really can be that simple. Yeah. And when we say settle, I don't know about you, but here's what I think when I hear that word. Some people might think, oh, settle means settle down with somebody who you're not into at all. No, that's not what you're saying. What I hear you saying is settle down with somebody who you respect, who can Mm -hmm. have the same kind of lifestyle as you, the same kind of faith or religion. Like there needs to be a lot of things. Basically settle for somebody who has the same moral and ethical value system that Mm -hmm. you do want to kiss. Yeah. Yeah. That you maybe your stomach kids. isn't turning over and over again, which with yeah. butterflies, which by the way, actually is anxiety mm-hmm. and yeah. what people who are anxious attachment styles experience. That's not even real love. 
what -hmm. you're really looking for is somebody who feels like home that you are excited to kiss. Like if you have those two things, if that's what anybody would call settling, like to me, that's actually the real deal. It's that roller coaster ride that people think they need to be on when they're dating. That is a falsity. And I think that's really what people need to take off the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Right. And then what about all those couples we set up and they're like, yeah, I just wasn't feeling chemistry. It's like, go out again. Yeah. Again. Are mean, they a too- quality person? They yeah. jump on him, right? He's a great right. guy. Yes. Well, I mean, and, and even though we just thought about settling, like when people say they're not feeling chemistry, I'm like, so like, definitely if he were to touch you, would it like, you would be heaved out? Right. <laughs> like to me, if, if like somebody gives you the creeps, you don't have to go yeah. on a date with them again. That's weird. I mean, yeah. like, or you just seriously just, ugh, you're repelled by them. You don't have to go on a date with him, but feeling neutral and thinking they're a nice guy. Oh, that could be a great dude yeah 100 percent. so yeah and sometimes it takes women listen i think for men it needs to be there from the beginning yes Me too. right I it has to be there but the yes. women sometimes women it, it might take five dates before they're like oh i'm attracted yep. to him because they yeah. start seeing all the things oh he's reaching out to me every day he's texting he's planning fun dates we're having a great time yeah. together uh, yeah. he's respectful all the things and mm-hmm. then the woman's like, all right, I like the way I feel. Yeah. And obviously I'm a high priority. You're mm-hmm. right though. If a man does not feel it, I don't even encourage him to nope. pursue it. It's no. just not even. They'll just drop it like two or three dates later. They'll be like, oh, I wasn't really yeah. attracted. Why is that? I don't know. Turned on. It's just, it's I felt just totally neutral visual. when I met my husband. You, yeah. Right. Right. But he was just a nice guy. I like, knew my husband for a year and a half before we started dating. Really? Yeah. He was also younger than me and we were in college, so. Yes, Cougar. You know, you're not going to think about a freshman. <laughs> How much junior. younger is he, Cougar? He was actually today. It's December seventh when we're when we're filming this. Today is his birthday, so he's a year and a half younger than me. Oh gosh! All right, that's. Awesome. I know. I told somebody the other day that he was ten years younger, and she was like, "Really?" And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "No, not so much." Do you ever set up people, men that are younger than the women? Oh yeah. How's that go? How much younger? Um, I mean, it happens like in the twenties, you know, okay. a couple of years. Yeah. Just twenties. Okay. Men, men that are, yeah. But I mean, love it when women tell you they're willing to date younger. Yes. But women, <laughs> don't you love when women say I'm, you know, you know what I'm, how I'm willing to compromise. I'm willing to date younger up to 10 years younger. Thanks Heather. We're getting, um, requests we're getting a men. lot of requests for older women. They're coming here all the time. And oh yeah. Like, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, we do two or three years all the time. Like yeah. honestly, even in the fifties, mm-hmm. two or three years, don't you do that? Yeah. I mean, I try sometimes all the men, the men are often close, like, three or four yeah. years, who cares? do you tell ages when you're making your matches? No. Do you do it? You're like, you're meeting X. We'll tell you how old he is. You're going to show up here. You're going to get the drink out order for you. <laughs> I, mean, I do. Tell ages? I tell ages. Okay, okay, okay. I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> but um, it annoys me so much when a man is like, "Yeah, I'm just not attracted to women my age." And I, I know. Get yeah. off of it. But I mean, yeah, you hear like, it. I know. Jennifer Lopez is fifty, and you would long. definitely like push her away. You'd be like, "Get off of me, you old lady." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is stupid. Yeah, I mean, I if they've seen all women that are fifty, like, what are they talking about? Stupid. 
I know. I really, it annoys me to no end. And I think that it's just the nature of coming to the matchmaker because if they met each other out and about at like a social club or something, and you literally had no idea how old somebody was because they take such good care of themselves and they work Mm -hmm. on themselves and they're so interesting and dynamic and their spirit is really shining through. The the dude could totally be attracted to her, but it's just like the nature of our business. Yeah. It actually, when somebody says, I'm never trying to be my age, I think they're like, unsophisticated like not knowing the basics about wine have you Mm. not met any women your age like do you not leave your little corridor do you like right that's also women that they tell me these women tell me that their ex-husband was 10 years older than but they're not willing to date more than two years older than i'm like yeah because it well right or women look at us talking younger girl and he they want to get a hot dude hot young yeah Well, I was talking to a client today who had sadly lost her husband at a young age, by the way. And um, she's dating a guy online that she met through our program and he's 10 years older. And she's like, I'm like, I'm ner- I feel like I'm not letting my walls down because, because I'm, I'm concerned and you about said his age. He's going to die soon. He is. like, And he's, and he's not, <laughs> I mean, we don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. Like, God forbid we could yeah. get hit by a bus. It's like, enjoy yeah. your life. You what, you're going to pass up love yeah. right now and wait another seven years, Yeah, which I have found is kind of the length of time it takes somebody to, to find somebody on their own. Have you noticed that? Like, I will see people come into After my database. Divorce, it takes seven years. It takes, I mean, if they're like looking, 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 looking. It can take up to seven years. And that's what matchmaker's job is to, to escalate that time period. Yeah. Like, it's not like, and that's the other thing, you know, like, you know, do you feel like when people hire you that they, they want something tomorrow? Do they, do they feel like it's um, that it's just going to happen right away when they've been waiting so very long to meet somebody? Mm-hmm. And is it unrealistic for them to think that way? I actually, no, I love when they find somebody right away. Cause honestly, well, I can best. do that. I, no, I, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. But what is more frustrating to me is when they want to come in here and date like they did online. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they think I'm yes. just sciencing this like petite brunette who's beautiful and doesn't know she's beautiful. You know what right. I mean? Like, they, right. And they're like, but only beautiful to me. I'm sure other people won't find her beautiful, but she'll be stunning. <laughs> it's so realistic yeah i mean they want like an unlimited supply of this person Mm -hmm. um that's more frustrating to me than wanting us to find it right away unless they haven't had a boyfriend in five or ten years and they want me to find Mm -hmm. it quickly right no a huge one is for you to be going on a third date yes exactly really put the cart before the horse here yeah that's what i'm talking about okay so you said earlier that the second date is the most important Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. is it yeah. I think it's the most important because as a, for, especially for a woman, if she senses quality in the guy, yep. she should do her very best to get on a second date with him. Mm-hmm. And why would you even consider not going on a second date? If you've already invested the time in the first. Yeah. I has this, this is something I observe is when people sort of give a lukewarm response to the first date and then yeah. they wait too long to plan the second oh one, gosh. it just yeah. gets canceled. It's yeah. just done like, when they're like, like maybe I go out. Interview when you interview somebody who's kind of mm-hmm. neutral and they yeah. can't see you for three weeks. You're like, no, it's cool. Let's not. Yeah. Take- they just let it go. They'll cancel the date. Is. Yeah. Yeah. And what about texting? What do you guys think about texting? I hate texting. It's the bane of our existence. So that person that just over texted to death. No, I mean, I think that all men have been, it's, um, you know, thank you and non thank you bumble. Um, because it made men do everything via email 
and text mm-hmm. and seeing the girl was gonna um be cool with them just saying hey what's up let's get together you know what I mean I, I just think I think texting I mean I'm old I'm 47 old, old, old. anyway um <laughs> speak for yourself but but yeah I think it's kind of apathetic and lazy to text for a date okay it doesn't feel it, when you text me, I feel like you should be saying, I'm going to be running late five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I mean, like mm-hmm. what, I mean, it's, there's not a lot of thought in texting somebody for a day. Yet that is how everybody is planning things now. Yeah. When somebody actually picks up the phone and calls, it is a big deal. Yeah. I know. Like huge. But I, you know how like the yeah. number of singles are going up every year It's because of texting. I swear. Because everybody's like overlooking the text, not taking it that seriously. They get a million texts. And this is just one of those other tasks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that people need to learn how to text a lot better. Yeah, I know. Like humor doesn't always come across well. Sometimes they're the dry sense of humor, especially sarcasm, terrible. Mm-hmm. So you need to really, really work on your texting game. It should be fun and friendly and cute and flirty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can't like avoid it anymore. Like it's happening. Yeah. Like this is how people communicate end of story yeah did you ever this see any blaine anderson is from shark tank yeah she's got full courses for men about how to text well okay that's important information i'm gonna check that out yeah she partnered with mark cuban i mean like uh-huh. a business yeah that's well dr mimi winsberg who actually had on the podcast uh okay. last season um she wrote this brilliant book about how to um how to how to text properly um, oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, it's called speaking in thumbs and okay. it's all about just being like doing like tons of banter and just like having yeah. fun with it. So even yeah. people that are like online dating, when you're messaging people, just like jump in the middle of the conversation, act as if that person is your friend and just throw something funny out there to see how they react to it instead of how are you and what, you know, how yeah. was your day and all that. Nobody wants to talk like that. Just like act as if, you just met up with a friend at a party or at a bar and you're just like, fill me in. What'd you, what were you up to today? I mean, just like have yeah. fun. Like, did you catch this? Did you da da da? So jump in the middle of the conversation and then yeah. just like be flirty and fun. That's like what, then you can actually see somebody's like emotional intelligence and like their sarcasm right. and you kind of have fun with it. So yeah. that's what I recommend to people. Um, yeah. All right. So um, is there anything just to wrap up? Um, what else do you think is interesting for us to tell people? A very open-ended question. Jennifer um, is passionate about so many things. <laughs> writes and writes and writes. <laughs> I never know what her issue is that day, but there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also um, also think that sometimes people like overthink, you know, needing help. Um, mm. I don't know if I want to end on this note, Lord, but you know how people yeah. will be like, what kind of people hire you? And I'm like, aliens, what are you talking? Like, I mean, you know, they get so caught up into whether or not like they're at this place to hire a matchmaker and you're like, mm. it's happening. I just think, you know, have some fun with life. Okay. Because you yeah. hire a matchmaker does not mean you need it. it I mean, I hired a stylist because I thought it was really fun. I like to get my makeup yeah. done. I think it's fun. I, you know. Yeah. yeah it's not like you don't know how to do your makeup or go shopping. I go to a psychic. Like, can we just have yeah. a good time? Like, what? Yes. And, and they also, yeah, they're sort of like, well, I think I'll be ready after the new year. I think I'll be ready after, you know, my kid goes to college and I'm just mm. like, why are you putting off living? 
It's mm. that's crazy. You know what yes. I mean? Or they and they also say like they want some sort of guarantee that it's gonna work. And I'm like, yeah. why are you living your life this way? Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's that's no crazy. guarantee. All that you get guaranteed when you hire a matchmaker or a dating coach is that you're gonna get hopefully good yeah. service. An yeah. opportunity to meet some wonderful, interesting, dynamic human beings that exist on the, this earth at the same time as yeah. you and yeah. the possibility of finding love. Yeah. But there's and no it, guarantee. And it's this simple. Like, do you want to try? Do you want to keep trying? Do you want yeah. help? Okay. Yeah. If you don't want yeah. help, just keep doing it on your own. But like, it could yeah. be fun to have work yeah. with somebody and try harder. Yes. It's simple. I you know, I think that. I agree with you 100%. And actually, I think it's a very positive thing to to kind of like end a podcast on. It's like carpe diem, you know, yeah. seize the day, try different things. You know, if you want to get in shape, join the gym, hire the personal yeah. trainer, even though you think you'll work the machines on your own and really mm -hmm. just go for it. Hire the matchmaker, hire the dating coach, you know, yeah. see how your life will evolve because whenever you put your energy towards anything, you mm -hmm. will receive something back in return. And usually yeah. it's positive. Yeah. And also just say yes more. You know what I mean? Just say yes. yes. When your friend's like, do you want to go to this party? Don't be like, people or our events will be like, well, I don't know anybody there. I don't think this is my jam. You mean mingling mm -hmm. with people, not your jam? I don't get it. <laughs> like, Just go have some wine. What are we doing? I mean, just say yes more. Try to have fun. Ask for help. It's no big deal. Whatever. Thinking this. Look at you being positive. I'm positive. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love it too. Okay, where can we find you guys? What's your socials? Oh, I don't know socials. It's uh, on Instagram. I need the Facebook. The we're, face. We're one on one matchmaking on Instagram and Facebook. We have YouTube, mm -hmm. and easiest is just our website, one on one matchmaking, and eight and eight dot com. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So I'll put all that in the show notes. It has been a pleasure as always seeing you. Oh my gosh, you're so fun. Yeah, and Lori, um, this is great. I can't wait to see you again at the next conference or I know. Thank you. We love matchmaking. <laughs> Kicking ass in the Southeast is matchmakers. Woo woo. Happy Thank holiday. You. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.